Chapter 1 Friday the 1st of June Piers Edgerton carefully carried the two overfilled glasses of pina colada across, but Professor Clara Fuchs had turned her attention to a small, immaculately dinner-jacketed man with a white goatee beard. More than the force of her argument had crowded him into a corner, where he cowered under the hoisted spinnaker of her formidable bust. Intervention was not only unwise, but physically impossible. Piers retired to find some other recipient for the drink. Turning, he encountered a blonde young woman in black taffeta. Hello, she cooed at him. We've not met. I'm Alyssa. Tell me about yourself. Piers Edgerton. I'm a microbiologist. He handed her one glass. And I'm a brain surgeon, a neuro-what's-it, she claimed outrageously, half-flirting. She flung her shoulder-length hair and handed him her empty champagne flute. No, seriously, what do you do? That was the billion-dollar question. What did he do? He considered this. You could say I destroy things, he told her simply. What, in a demolition gang? She sounded incredulous, by now taking him more for a bit of rough scrubbed up for the evening. Rather, in fact, like her, tagging along as trophy girlfriend to a boring little fart from University College. He nodded. Something like that. She struck a pose, weight on one jutting hip balanced by the outflung arm, cocktail glass rotating between silver fingernails. So what? You're the bloke up in the crane cab swinging the big ball? She looked at him with mock innocent eyes. I adore big balls. She was more than a little squiffy, he saw. It hardly mattered what he told her. I'm not let loose with such heavy stuff. I work on a very small scale. He heard his own voice tinged with bitterness. So what? If she thought him pathetic... She might let him go. He could pretend he recognized someone over her shoulder, give a little wave, excuse himself and move on. But no need. She'd beaten him to it, vaguely drifted away, finding him tedious. And that, as it happened, was his opinion of this whole academic social setup. There were more urgent, soul-searing subjects to bedevil his mind. He'd had enough here. He dumped the untasted drink and the empty flute, went down by the grand staircase, collected his briefcase, and went out into the street. It was a balmy evening, a slight coolness stirring the air after another torrid day. It smelt of London summer, something quite different from what he was used to. A blend of old, sun-dried stone and dusty leaves with a lingering hint of spicy food. Sitting in the car in comparative darkness, he watched the socializing figures move across the brightly lit, long windows, mingling and regrouping to seek fresh audiences for their competitive brilliance. All those robust egos, preening, everyone talking at high pitch, nobody listening. So much intellectual froth. For him, these academic gatherings had never been more than an embarrassing diversion from his work, it was fitting now to be the outsider looking in, because at this crossroads in his life, he was finished with it.
Professor Clara could stay on, boring and bossing her way round the roomful of colleagues, until the last bottle was empty, and the last learned academic equally wrung dry of counters to her proposals. He would catch her as eventually she left vexed at his disappearance, once she noticed it. He'd do this last escort duty an ironic courtesy. And once he deposited her on her doorstep, that would be the end. The end of his career, and of any deserved honours in his chosen field. Even, perhaps, the beginning of persecution. Martyrdom. His mouth twisted bitterly. He knew he was no hero. After almost a decade of compromising with his conscience, Piers had been considering alternative paths his studies might have taken him. Genetic engineering.